the reality is that, yes, of course, we're facing a slowdown. It's cyclical. It has to happen. It's like when a pot is starting to boil over and you lift the lid a little bit and the steam comes out. So it stops boiling over. We actually need some cyclical slowdowns or the price of things would continue to rise and rise and rise and rise to an unaffordable place. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And and I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. So I just got back from a major tour where I was speaking at lots of big events and entrepreneurial events and masterminds and the whole nine yards. And number one, I just love doing that. Like one of my all-time favorite things to do. But number two, a very common theme, a very common question kept coming up from the audience at each one of these. And that question, although worded differently all the time, really kind of asked the same thing. And that same thing was this. Should we be worried about a recession coming up? Or should we be worried about our business? Or should we be scared financially? That was really the spirit of the question that I kept getting as I toured around. And I mean, I was everywhere, California and New York, Arizona, a very diverse crowd. And everybody shared the same common fear. I'm here to tell you, matter of fact, I'm here to give you three reasons why I am just not worried about the economy, and neither should you be. But before I give you those three reasons, I want you to understand reality. The reality is that, yes, of course, we're facing a slowdown. It's cyclical. It has to happen. It's like when a pot is starting to boil over and you lift the lid a little bit and the steam comes out, so it stops boiling over. We actually need some cyclical slowdowns or the price of things would continue to rise and rise and rise and rise to an unaffordable place. The average everyday person would not be able to afford anything in life if we didn't have slowdowns. So they're actually good things. But what I need you to understand is the difference between a slowdown, no matter what they name it, even if they name it recession or not, and a catastrophe. You have to understand the difference between a slowdown and a catastrophe. So what's a slowdown? A slowdown is the economy shrinks at a couple of percent. A slowdown is a couple of industries are affected more than others. A slowdown is people become more hesitant with how they're going to spend their money and maybe keep a little bit more of it on the sidelines. A catastrophe is what happened 11, 12 years ago in the Great Recession, literally the biggest economic catastrophe since the Great Depression, you know, back almost 80 years before that. A catastrophe is when the tech bubble burst in 2001 and the trickle-down effect that happened from that. 
those catastrophes put everybody in a tough spot. It spread pain to everyone. It created fear in every industry. Those are catastrophes. What we're facing is a mere slowdown, and this slowdown does not have to and very likely will not affect you. If anything, you might do better during it. Now, I'm going to give you three concrete reasons, three pieces of evidence why I'm just not worried about any kind of strong economic catastrophe. The first one is supply and demand. There is no universal principle stronger than supply and demand. It is the number one rule in economics, and it simply says, if demand is high and supply is low, then things will always continue to go up in value. The inverse of that is if there's way too much supply of something and very little demand, then the value of things will go down. Now, this goes for houses, cars, whatever product you might happen to sell, you name it. But the fact of the matter is, we are still marred in this crazy supply chain interruption. And this supply chain interruption in every single facet from, you know, semiconductors and microchips to labor, meaning there's literally enough, not enough people to build houses and work in businesses. This is causing the supply to remain very tight. The supply of homes on the market remains very tight. I'll give you evidence. The average person over the last couple of years that's a homeowner, they have an interest rate somewhere between 2.75% and three and a quarter. Now, there was already a significant lack of inventory in the housing market. Would you agree? That's why we saw those record high prices. Now, even though rates have gone up, matter of fact, more than doubled, reducing demand significantly, right? Demand's gone down. The reason why we're still not going to see a great big reduction in home values, and therefore we're not going to see a great big reduction in people's wealth and ability to spend, is because nobody with a right mind is going to put their home on the market. Nobody with a right mind is going to sell their home because they're locked into a 275 to 3.2% rate. And if they sell that home, that means they have to go replace that home with a 6.5% or 7% rate. That literally means a $1,200 payment on a home has now become over $1,800 for the same home. So everyone's just going to stay in their homes. They're not going to sell them. As a matter of fact, they're going to choose to stay and add a little bit of space or remodel them, which means they're going to tap into their record home equity, which means that they're going to continue to need more contractors and builders to come and do small projects and big projects, which is going to continue this limitation of people that are able to go build more homes. And so we're not even going to be able to build our way out of this. Add to that the fact that all the biggest home builders in the United States have stopped building temporarily which is the opposite of what they need to do if we're going to be able to make home values more affordable. The fact that they've stopped building and the fact that no one's going to list their home for sale means that we're going to continue to have record low inventories. So even though demand's gone down, you're going to see supply continue to remain incredibly suppressed as well. And therefore, your home value, while it may dip a little bit, Got to remember, it's dipping from freaking world record appreciation. Never in any lifetime has people seen the appreciation that we just experienced over the last two years. So yeah, 
the appreciation is slowing down. Yeah, that record home sale price has dipped a little bit. But if you look at where we started just 24 months ago, you realize that we are still sitting on massive amounts of wealth that can then go into the economy. Same thing goes for the car business. Remember, I'm still on the first point, supply and demand. It's in our favor, guys. I've got a lot of friends in the car business and I follow the car business really closely because I love cars and I happen to buy a lot of them. I will tell you, although the prices are starting to soften a little bit, people are still paying over sticker for all the new models out there because there's not enough of them to go around. And my friends that work in the car business say there will be no relief in sight for at least two years, meaning there's still going to be no vehicles readily available for you to choose from for over two years. So that's going to keep the prices high, which means everyone that works in a car business is going to continue to be well compensated. Now, demand might go down a little bit, but because supply is so low, there is not going to be this incredible fallout, this incredible erosion in automobile vehicles either. The classic car market is up. It's up significantly. We're still seeing record bids on classic cars that people view as investable assets. So the first point, the first reason I am just not afraid of a catastrophic economy coming up is because the supply side of supply and demand is going to remain in our favor. Now, add to that the fact that when the election comes up, I don't mean the midterms, I mean 2024. Add to that, when that election starts to approach, you're going to watch the government purposely manipulate rates back down, purposely manipulate the stock market back up, purposely manipulate putting tons of cash back into the system. Now, this isn't necessarily a good thing, but these things feel good and they look good because they're going to try and stay in office. So we're going to be, and you can mark the tape right now, go back and look. In 2023, we're going to see incredibly low interest rates again. Maybe mortgage rates in the, the 3.75 to 4.5 range again. I'm not kidding you. And that's only 12 months away. So this squeeze of reduced demand across the board is just that. It's temporary. So that's the first reason that the supply side of supply and demand is in our favor. Therefore, we're going to keep our wealth and have plenty in the system. The second thing is that we are in a major time of innovation. Everything from Web3 innovation to tech innovation to bio innovation, what we're able to do with our bodies now in the medical world, it is moving faster than we have ever seen in our life. Startups are being funded at a higher rate than we've ever seen in our life. Investor money is pouring in. My friends that run hedge funds, they've never seen anything like it. Investor money pouring in to all of these sectors because innovation is happening so rapidly. Have you guys ever seen that, that learning curve? It's got a name and the name escapes me at the moment, but it goes like this. At first, knowledge on a scale looks like a one. And then over time, as we gain more knowledge, it moves up to a two. But now because we're working with two units of knowledge instead of one, Knowledge grows a little bit faster 
and it doubles to a four. And now because we're working with four units of knowledge, it doubles to an eight. And now because we're working with eight, it becomes 16, 32, right? You see what's happening here? The knowledge curve accelerates and therefore the innovation curve accelerates. Innovation creates brand new inventions that creates brand new companies that creates brand new opportunities and brand new jobs and brand new wealth. And that is moving faster than ever before. All you have to do is look at the jobs market. It doesn't make sense, right? We're supposedly facing this catastrophic economy coming up, yet we continue to add lots of jobs in the innovative space. And those are the highest paying jobs, by the way, in the economy, which what does that do? That means there's still plenty of paychecks and plenty of wealth being created to support the economy that has a trickle-down effect. When somebody with the, the C-suite executive job gets their bonus still and has their big salary still, then they buy from the car dealer. When the car dealer is still getting their commissions, they go buy at the local restaurant. When the local restaurant owner and the people working there have everybody still coming in, then they go and they spend their money you know, successfully on the things that they buy. That trickle-down effect still is propped up as strong as we have seen because of the major time of innovation we are in. We will out-innovate any kind of major cyclical slowdown, mark my words. And the third reason why I am not worried about any kind of catastrophic economy is that in my everyday life, people all around me are still succeeding and spending plenty of money. I tried to get into an investment fund today that is already fully subscribed, meaning I couldn't get in, even though I was on the list. There was no room for my money in that fund today. That's what I mean by people all around me are succeeding. Here's a really good piece of evidence. We just wrapped up our 2022 Elite Mastermind season with our big event in Beverly Hills. Over half of those members renewed on the spot for 2023. If there was a slowdown coming, they wouldn't have claimed their spot and especially that early. But over half the room said, hey, I want to make sure I'm in for 2023 and already put their money down and paid for the 2023 spots. Therefore, there's less than half of the spots available. There's the least amount of spots available for 2023 that there's ever been in any other year past. Which, by the way, side note, if you want to get into our elite mastermind, which is for anyone who's going to make over 500 grand in 2023 so that I can be your coach and you can lock arms with the other talented entrepreneurs in there, go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind and apply it right away. I'm going through those apps right now and I freaking love the apps that we have and I'm curating the perfect room. So don't hesitate. Don't count yourself out. Go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Check it out and apply immediately because those spots are running out real quick. But that was evidence, right? The fact that so many people renewed is evidence that people all, all around us are succeeding. That means their businesses are succeeding. When I go to, I mentioned it before, the local stores, the local car dealerships, they still are selling everything at a record pace. Restaurants are still packed. We tried to make reservations at a restaurant the other night and we couldn't get in to this restaurant. It is still packed. So the signs, despite what the news says, the signs all around you, the everyday evidence all around you, people having record launches in my hemisphere, meaning people that are in the mastermind, they just, they're literally have proclaimed they're working less and are making twice the revenue. How is that possible if there's such a slowdown coming? It's because there's just a softening coming. That is it. We are facing a softening 
when compared to the rapid, frenzied ascension that we have gotten used to. Ooh, the past couple of years, we've been spoiled. If you didn't make a lot of money in the last couple of years because of all the money changing hands, you missed out on a big opportunity. Mark my words. So all we're doing is experiencing a come down from that high. But if you compare the come down, the slowdown to where we were a couple of years prior to that, it is still incredibly fruitful. So stop comparing a nine to a 10 and calling it a bad thing when we were just at a six or seven or eight prior. We are still in good times. A softening does not mean a stopping of opportunity. A softening simply means a few more people are cautious and with caution actually sometimes brings new opportunity. And this is your time to roll up your sleeves, get confident, invest heavily into your business, into your success, and let's go for 2023. I told you I'd be the bright light and the mind of reason through this in a world full of negativity because people like drama. You know, it's easy to be the guy or the gal that says the sky's falling, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, because if it doesn't fall, nobody calls them on it. But if for some reason, part of the sky falls, they could say, look, I told you. So you never get called on being wrong when you are Mr. or Mrs. Sky is falling. Add to that the fact that it is the number one source of clickbait. And most people's agenda is just to get you to stop on their post or click on their article. Then they're incentivized to share scary, dramatic news. I'm the opposite. I look at evidence. I look at what's going on around me. And I promise to be the, the word of reason, the, the mind of sanity, and the bright light that you need in terms of support as we navigate 2023. So roll up your sleeves. Let's go. Let's do this together. And let's all have a record year. Thanks for listening. I always love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.